right. one thing I've learned about um, intuitive guides, voices, et cetera, over the last year, when, now, now that I've come out of the closet, as it were, mm-hmm. is that they really like to be acknowledged. And, mm-hmm. and when they are acknowledged, the flow of information is swift and clear. Well, and there's a certain level of dis-ease, disease, and I, maybe you, like literally for you, but um, a common theme with any entrepreneur is if they're denying, or anyone really, if they're yes. denying some part of themselves, some, some access or flow or something central to who they are and how they are in the world, there's that that's going to build up. And hopefully you get there before you have cancer, right? Or, Absolutely. Or yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and, and that's the, you know, that's kind of what is it? The, that's the worst case scenario, which I like to say. Right. Yeah. The, the least case scenario is you're just not very good. <laughs> you're not good. You're not there's good. No flow in your you're not. Yeah. You're, you're, you're muddying up the works. People are fascinating, especially up close. More especially when you get them talking about the things that they love. This is From the Hip, conversations in the service of passion, purpose, and play. I'm Adrienne Gunn. You ready to play? Today on From the Hip, I sit with my friend Leah Dunlap, who calls herself the Oracle on Purpose. And you wouldn't know it if we were being described from across the room, but we are not, in fact, the same person. Um, no, is that okay? Is it okay that we made this decision with the cat? Are oh, I love cats. I'm good. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, fine. I did ask everybody whether they were allergic to cats or not, but I didn't ask if they were cat friendly. Oh, I have cat gosh, friendly she's... hair. Bentley? <laughs> but there's all these little boingy curls. That's so true. Not. How are you not bothering her curls? Her curls are I much, think mine are shorter. Much boingier than mine. <laughs> Apparently, I have a, I'm a cat lady. I, I can see you pretty 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 awesome a lot of openness for play i think it's i think it's partly working on my um my control issues that i used to have well, and do it right yeah i'm like well so <laughs> in order for me to, to improve my dexterity as a human let me put in elements of surprise so i'm required to be more like chill <laughs> practice my like daytime yoga in the zen <laughs> Find the inner peace. I have a five-year-old and he watched some cards. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. And the only thing he took away, well, not the only thing, but one of the things he took away from it was inner peace. And so I went off, catch him like with the whole, like, what are you doing? He's all, inner peace. I'm like, all right, good. That's so awesome. if I'm getting like agitated, he'll say that to me. Mom, mom, inner peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, okay, little Zen boy. Nice. Who's not Zen at all. He's not Zen. He's totally. I think, well, no, 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 I guess they make children that are calm and chill. I haven't met one in particular, and I was a nanny when I first started out for nine years, so Mm -hmm. I've been around a lot of kids. I don't think I've ever really seen one that I would consider, like, naturally zen. (laughs) Perhaps reserved, but I don't know that I'd go as far as zen. I think they love being zen, though. They like, that's a fun place. It's play, though, to them. It's play. It's just as playful as you know, cavorting about, but. Totally. I have a friend, a friend who has a child who's like, she's good. She's good in a corner by herself, yeah. doing her own thing. She's very, very calm. Her sister's not. Her sister's <laughs> usually climbing all of the things and like getting to know everybody. And uh-huh. she's just like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, watch from the side. Got my thing over here. Yeah, I think they can be. I, <laughs> I think they should be climbing all over everything. Cause you know, when you're 49, they don't really like that when you're at 
certain places if you're climbing all over stuff or sitting upside down on the couch. Those things aren't always appropriate. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, hoping for my wrist to heal and to like become suddenly spontaneously motivated to eat differently again. So that <laughs> suddenly and spontaneously, I like it. Yeah, yeah, like, like internal <laughs> automatic I will shift. I've been going through um, like enjoying burgers and cake, like gluten-free yes. cake, and just like yes. like pleasures of food in my mouth oh, this last year I do or remember so. how, like when we first started, we was close to our birthdays when we first met that one time, and we were talking about chocolate cake and yes. bacon. And I was like, I gotta love a woman who can get on it with some chocolate cake and bacon. That's a good combo. Here's, we'll just do it. Let's see what happens. So I am Adrienne Gunn. I'm really excited here and honored to be here with Leah Dunlap, the Oracle on Purpose. Oracle on Purpose. So I definitely have followed and paid attention to your world and we've met a couple few times. So I know what the heck that means and we can talk to them about what the heck that means. But I wanna, I wanna start in a weird place. So we met, was it like two years ago, three years ago? Gosh, it feels a while ago. Feels like almost three, I would like to, right? at least two. Okay. I feel like we've we've celebrated two birthdays together. So yes. maybe two and a half, maybe, yeah. So here's the funny, um, I don't frequently meet people that even potentially look to be in the range of the same kind of person that I am. That's That might sound weird, that might sound weird. So. I'm sort of a question mark as far as like ethnicity. And I haven't been a question mark gender wise necessarily for a couple of decades, but I was. So there were a lot of like gray areas about me. And usually if I walk into the room, I'm usually the only one that looks like me. So if I say, you know, like, oh, I'm the one with the hair. And that would mean something to people because my hair is curly in a particular way. So it was hilarious to meet you. And we have similar hair. Yes. And then when we connected on Facebook, we have the same birthday. Literally the same birthday. Same birthday, different years. A couple years years apart. Just a a a smidge. Just a few. And then you posted photos of your house. Yes. That's right. That's right. The same house color and trim. Yep. Yeah, it has something to do with that Leo vibe, I think. Yeah. And I remember thinking that, you know, similarly to you, I, you know, I think curly girl hair, we have to stick together because mm-hmm. the one thing we can go to is product. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know a girl with curly hair who hasn't had to deal with her curly hair in some way. And so we can always talk about it's like an instant icebreaker. Like, oh my gosh, your hair, your curls are so great. Surely. The next question is, what do you use? What do you right? use? What do you, what use, do you use, use to keep them looking nice or... And like then we they're can... not attacking you or whatever it is that they can do. They do. <laughs> I usually just like, co- I like peacefully coax my hair. I'm like, I would love it if you would go in this direction. And then I let it go because I'm not the boss of what happens. So very true. I think right? I, 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 my joke is always like, it took me 40 years to love my girls. Like before I was like, okay, fine. Like I'm going to stop beating you up and I'll let you do your thing. If you could, yeah, if you could just kind of maintain a shape that makes me feel like I can walk out in public and not look like I have a rat's nest off. Yeah, well, I was super impressed by your, so you recently, certainly we haven't talked about this yet, but you recently (laughs) did some new branding photos and you went to the freaking beach so, so we're talk coming about from a embra- hair place, yeah, exactly. embracing that your hair will do whatever it wants well, to. Yes, and you know it was that was the funniest photo shoot I've probably ever done in the sense that you know around the beach was which is my zen it is my zen place it cool. is like my healing place 
Um, and so I showed up in in jeans and a sweater, I think. The, the thing about that particular photo shoot that was interesting is I went because I was unveiling the Oracle on purpose and, I, and my old photos, my old headshots and such were just not really, I didn't feel representative of it. Right. Um, and so I figured what better place to go than the place that really does kind of connect me to the Oracle and just to my soul and my spirit. And so I head out there with the people that are going to be taking my photographs also happen to be my uh, sister and her her husband. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law is a fantastic photographer from Montana. Cool. And so I'm like, I'm just going to show up and you're going to tell me what to do and 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 have clothing and things and props and whatnot right. for me. And so some of the best pictures actually I liked were just in my sweater and my jeans. <laughs> so it's kind of a funny thing. I'm like... I had like this whole vision, I think, in my head. And then one of the biggest things was I thought they would do something with my hair and makeup. So right. I didn't really do anything. I literally just showed up like, okay, I got out of the shower and I'm ready to go. And I said, well, like, you're going to fix those. like, And those honestly now, and like I said, it took me 40 years to love my curls. I actually, after the first initial, like people are going to think, and everybody who saw the pictures loved them. They love the yeah. curls. It's like one of the things they most comment about. I love your hair. And I'm like, that is so funny to me because I guarantee you 10 years, five years ago, I would have been like, I'm never going to show anybody these pictures. Yeah. My hair is just so curly and wild. And totally. And that's the one thing everybody comments about and they love it. And I'm like, okay, you I, just never know. I think it's weird because so for, for me, um, I think I have sort of reluctantly embraced curls, but I did it in stages. So Mm. after high school, I stopped straightening or using gel to maneuver my hair, like having a two or three day hairstyle. Yeah, like um, I love it. You know, like you'd sleep and you mess it up. But so I would shave off the sides and let it be dangly so that it wouldn't get poofy. And my hairstylist here kept poking at me. She's like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, grow it out. And so she, I think I was 27 when she cut this, this and put the dye in my mm-hmm. hair in a particular way that it's this shape. And um, before I had this version of my hair, I could wear hats. There was like flexibility. And I and I never got as much attention for my hair until, the, until I fully embraced the curliness and did something and said yes to whatever it was gonna do. I, I get so much attention for it. And it's really strange because I don't, really feel like I deserve it. Yes, I do go to the stylist and I consistently put in reddish and streak out the blonde yeah, bits. Yeah. And like, I, I I choose that repeatedly. And yet like, I, I have so little control. It's the least control that I have. Like, and I, it gets in the way sometimes I'm like, okay, if I, if I ride my bike or can I learn to ride a scooter or a motorcycle? Helmet hair, it's not the best <laughs> look for hair. me. Or like yeah. the wind blowing it, like the wind will blow it and it'll stay where the wind blew it, you know? Yeah. Also, and this is not, also, if you're going to be intimate with people, sometimes with my hair, it takes like the showers and the drying before showing up to hang out with the person I'm going to be intimate with. And then it's you play around and then I'm like, okay, now I have to redo my hair. And if you do that again, I'm going to have to keep redoing my hair. Because like if it, like there's, it doesn't, it's not. It's true. It, it's not low maintenance. It kind of has its own life. You know, when I, w- you'll appreciate this. because So when I was in uh, hypnotherapy school, like, <clears throat> Many moons ago, yeah. twenty, let's say so, twenty-four, almost twenty-five years ago. Mm-hmm. One day I came in, and I I was in that process of like straightening it one day and doing it this way and doing it that way. And my um, my instructor Maureen Mulder, 
beautiful woman says to me one day, like in one of the breaks or something, she says, you know, you're hypnotized by your hair. And I swear that not only did it stick in my head that yes, I spend so much energy and effort, like it does something to me yeah. when I have a way of feeling about it. Yeah. That changes my attitude for the day or what have you. So I think embracing it most recently has really freed me up from a lot of that. Like, like literally, I'm like, well, it's doing what it does. Like, <laughs> it's going to be what it is. But I do think about that. I think like what she meant. I, mean, I remember when she said it, I'm like, what are you even talking about? But now I totally understand what she was trying to say. You're in a trance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's that's all about the hair thing. And you've gotten consumed by it. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just hair. I forgot to mention that when I was talking about the similarities between yeah. the two of us. And this will help us like go back to like, what the, who are you? What the heck do you do? Why not start in the middle? Uh, jump, jump ahead. So you and I not only have the same birthday, same color house. Our houses are even same similar shapes. Yeah. So um, we are both trained in hypnosis and NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Are yes. you a master practitioner or a trainer? I'm not, not a master practitioner for NLP. Okay. Um, I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist. I have been for many years. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of alongside of that took a lot of NLP courses. I just never went to become a, a master NLP practitioner because right. I was like, well, I, I got the tools I needed. I was huh. happy with them. They work. Great. You know, it's just another tool for my toolbox the way I look at it. So, yeah. Um, you know, I toy. I toy with that idea like, oh, I should go back. And then even just in saying it, I'm like, why am I going back? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a go back kind of person. I'm kind of a like, let's go forward. So, well, and the other thing is that, that the structure of NLP, I, think, I don't, yeah, we, forgive that, me if we don't explain that it. That is definitely a whole So, NLP, yes. one version of explaining what the heck it means. Please let's do. Let's ignore want... the name of it neuro linguistic programming. That sounds yeah. weird, but the way in which your language affects your neurology and affects your results, that sort of thing, is, mm -hmm. is one of the ways of describing it. But the way to describe it, in the context of what I'm about to say, is it gives you sort of a shortcut yes. and schematic for doing life, uh, for th processes of thinking, for approaching, approach, uh, yeah, approaching the world. It's a yeah. philosophy and a mindset that you can take to look at anything. And so NLP steals all the good ideas from. So does everything. So does yes. business. As yes. like when I got my business degree. I have a double degree in um, marketing and advertising. Nice. Business just steals all of the good ideas <laughs> from social science, history, psychology. <clears throat> so yeah. NLP is very similar. Very much so. And, and I, I like to say it's like, it's, you know, especially in, in modern parlance, if you will, it's like, it is like life hacking. Yes. It's just a life hacking tool. Right. You know, and, and so many people go like, that just really kind of, I think, clicks for people like, oh yeah, okay. It's like a shortcut. It's a hack. Yeah. And sometimes that's efficient and efficiency is important, so. So if you've even dipped your toe a little bit in NLP, it means that whatever other modality you learn, you learn like this. You learn faster, you're able, so it almost means, <laughs> if you get good enough at it, and if, it, if, it, if it's something that you can geek out about and love enough, it means that whatever you study next or however you, whatever you decide to do with yourself, you're likely to do it with more efficiency. I agree, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I definitely use it for the efficiency. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, and I play that with my clients. Like that's the, the nuance is to like see the person in front of me Yeah. and, and figure out like, are they ready for mm -hmm. that hack? Cause a lot of people just want to take it slow and, and that's okay too. That is, yeah. I talked to a lot of body workers about that process of, <laughs> of getting the sense about like, forgive me. I just, forgive me. I kombucha burped. So uh, you may have heard that, or I'm just talking about something you didn't hear. Forgive me. So, um, <laughs> Like body workers talk a lot about about getting a sense of knowing when something is ready to shift 
yes. developing the instinct about whether whether you need to push someone to an edge and give them a rapid shift. Because that's what hypnosis and NLP promises. Mm -hmm. NLP is a shortcut to hypnosis, yes. actually. Hypnosis mm -hmm. sometimes, it's nice to do the trancey, longer version of helping people shift because they they need that. They need the easing in. And I think there's a, there's, a, there's a comfort about it, right? There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a tenderness about taking it slow if someone's in a space where they're feeling pushed already. Totally. And they just need to slow down. Totally. And if they don't, and you know, and they're and they're eager, or they're at a place where standing where they are isn't really going to ultimately serve where they want to go anymore. Yeah. And they're just need. My client said to me the other day, "I just need what I know would be a gentle but firm nudge off the edge." Yeah, like I'm looking at that section I want to go to, and I know I want to be there, but I just need somebody to kind of stand behind me and go, "Okay, go then." You okay. know, yeah. So, and I think that just comes with. A lot of things, but definitely from years of practice of just being able to observe and appreciate yeah. people where they are. Well, and if somebody's actually able to say that to you, that means that they have some level of rapport with their own self. And then also they're connected to you in a way where they trust you to say, okay, this, this is what I need yeah. from you. Yeah, That's I'm going to awesome. need you to push me off this ledge. Right. I know it's there. I, yeah. I want to do it. Hi. <laughs> and apparently, so if Bentley is my new friend. I bet. Listening, we have a, a mascot kitty. We're trying this out. And Bentley seems to quite love I think is it hickey kitty although I don't know if that's what you need hi <laughs> I know kind of, I see you I do kind of precariously like I know enjoying I know. enjoying your company part of the transition that I got to watch you do is that you went from being somebody who helps clients make transformations I think you did both my my sense was like marketing and internal transformation we like do the same thing yes sort of yeah, exactly. Although, although in, you've just taken a transition. Completely and uniquely different ways. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we helping people break out of their own barriers personally and internally. Mm -hmm. um, I talk about it as like old baggage, old old habits, that sort of thing. <clears throat> Breaking through those. But then also how they're presenting themselves in the world in their marketing. We both have expertise in that area. Yeah? Yes. There was a new call to adventure recently or a... Definitely. A, yeah. A re-knocking I don't know how would you describe I, I think it's I think it's interesting I, I love to say that some of my my most inspired moments come from learning from my clients you know so I believe personally over the last few you know many years that if there's something a client brings to me there's something for me to learn in that moment too, mm -hmm. me too. Um, so I always see like when things come up for clients I'm like oh this is interesting we should take this home and work on ourselves as well. It's also part of my personality makeup. Like if somebody comes to me, I'm like, hmm, I, wonder if I, I wonder if I have that issue. Let me look around my own life. So yeah. I, I'm very um, introspective that way. Uh, and so um, as I decided to start pushing, you know, the one thing is I believe also you need to be a few stages ahead of your clients, yes. right? So I'm always constantly learning, always looking for ways to do what I do better, more, faster, farther, whatever. And so I had taken a course about, um, speaking, which is one of the things I wanted to do a little more of. And so I'm like, well, let me go find us, you know, just that's my MO. Let me go find somebody who can show me what mm -hmm. I need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And so part of this process was this unveiling of what is your story? What are you about? And so in telling my story, um, actually listening to other people tell their story as part of the audience of this group, this um, five day program, I started having uh, what I call blurts. I would blurt things out to people. Okay. <laughs> um, when they were talking about their stories and 
and they were stuck because it's really hard for me to see someone being stuck and yes. not say something because that is definitely my thing like oh you're stuck let me help you unstuck right and and i can usually be pretty good about like sit on your hands and don't unstuck people unless they ask you to <laughs> permission but yes and but in that particular setting just because of the setting itself like we were all kind of a workshoppy kind of way i was like ooh ooh and so i had said a couple of things that i wouldn't have privy or prior knowledge to right but that struck and hit someone like a load of bricks and they were looking at me like uh, excuse me, how do you know that? And so the person that was leading the the um, event, Susan Kirby, I can say, she's phenomenal. She's actually coming into town. I'm working with her this weekend oh, on her event. But she said, well, how did, how did you know that? And I go, I don't just know things. I just do. Right. right. Um, I always have. So then all of a sudden I was on stage talking about my story of how do you always have know these things so the reason i always have known these things is i i am you know i'm an innately psychic person who has a um i don't want i don't typically say inner voice but i have a voice that speaks to me and shares knowledges and messages and and mm -hmm. and it's nice for clients because it helps them to get there faster when yeah. i can just get right to the heart of the matter if they're stuck circling around something and i can just say so the oracle would like me to ask you this question and then they're suddenly like oh we're going there now I'm like yeah. yeah apparently we are so you have permission and i always say you everybody's got free will and you know choice is yours but we're that's what we're talking about so totally. we can either totally talk about it or you're going to stay stuck so choose sweet yeah i'm, I'm going to purposely yeah. interrupt right yes. now so one of the the things so so absolutely you just said you are innately psychic and you have what you call oracle. Yes. And sometimes you use the oracle with your clients. And I think that's interesting since we mentioned hypnosis earlier, it reminded me that the moment you said that, what popped into my head was when we learn about hypnosis, and if you ever go to learn about hypnosis, there's, you, you learn about <laughs> the history of it. Yes. And, it, and, and there's mesmerism and then there yes. was hypnotherapy and hypnosis. And mesmers would have these like magic sticks that they would wave or people would uh, wear cloaks of a particular uh, fashion. So hypnotherapy is really, really simple, but it's also really profound and fascinating. And part of allowing somebody to say yes to their own changes in their own unconscious mind and their own whatever else, connection to higher, higher selves and whatnot. Like our bodies are capable of so many things. Sometimes you need the theater there to help you um, break past your critical mind yep. and all of your judgments. And if you're going for someone to help, and I'm not, I'm not saying whether you're psychic or not, I'm saying what's awesome is whether you believe it or not, what happens for people when you say that there's some external thing, some oracle, some source, or if you say that you're a hypnotherapist and you show up in a, with like a fancy, fancy magic wands or whatever to help somebody with their process, it gets people into state to just say a different level of yes. Absolutely. And I think that that can kind of play into the old uh, and infamous and definitely from way back in the basics of hypnosis, you know, that placebo effect that we mm -hmm. that we do part of the huge part of it is the belief in the thing that makes it real. Yeah. And so part of why I found hypnotherapy was so that I could use the oracle. Right. Okay. So what happens is the techniques of hypnosis were, you know, kind of it's so funny. So kind of like they were my beard. Oh, that makes sense. Right? I hear you. Yeah. So 
so I I would say what I would have said to someone from the Oracle while they were under hypnosis. <laughs> okay, cool. So it. it would work. Uh-huh. They would love hypnosis. They would be happy. Yeah. Sadly, the Oracle was not happy. Because right. one thing I've learned about um, intuitive guides, voices, et cetera, over the last year, when, now, that, now that I've come out of the closet, as it were, mm-hmm. is that they really like to be acknowledged. And, mm-hmm. and when they are acknowledged, the flow of information is swift and clear. Well, and there's a certain level of dis-ease, disease, and maybe you, like literally for you, but a common theme with any entrepreneur is if they're denying, or anyone really, if they're yes. denying some part of themselves, some some access or flow or something central to who they are and how they are in the world, there's that that's going to build up. And hopefully you get there before you have cancer, right? Or, Absolutely. Or yeah. Yeah. And, and I think... You know, and, and that's the, you know, that's kind of what is it? The, that's the worst case scenario, which I like to say. Right. Yeah. The the least case scenario is you're just not very good. <laughs> you're not good. You're not There's good. No flow in your business. You're not, yeah, you're, you're, you're muddying up the works. And so now, you know, I've actually reduced the length of sessions time because I don't need that extra 15 to 20 minutes to speak for her on her behalf. Right. And had an experience where I told a client something right as I was tran- transitioning over to being the Oracle on call on purpose, excuse me, um, that, that she, that, you know, she, you know, I was trying to describe what I heard. Like there was a very specific saying that she said to me, the Oracle says she needs to stop doing I'm like, that doesn't make. And so I'm having a conversation in my head with the Oracle while she's sitting across from me in my office going, that doesn't make sense. I don't know how to say that. So I'm like, well, I'm getting the feeling that maybe if you looked at how much energy and I'm going around in circles and I look at her and she's giving me what I can only say is that dog in the head, you know, kind of like like weird dog stare where they turn their head and look at you kind of like, what? (laughs) And she was, and what was sad was like, I recognized she was really trying to understand what I was saying. And so I finally just went, fine. You need to, to stop, stop doing. And she went, Oh my God. And then blah, 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 blah. And we were there and we went through this whole process. And I'm like, we spent 20 extra minutes on something that would have taken five. And that's when I really got like the message, like officially, like, forget this. This is silly. And it's taking too much time. Heck yeah. And I'm all about efficiency, like I said. So it's like, okay, that's it. This is faster. It's easier. And people are getting great results. So I I embrace this. Yeah. I honor it. And um, ever since then, it's, yeah, it's been phenomenal. How does your life feel? now after like just like outside of business how does your life feel now that you've said yes to this aspect or or given it a title and a voice and i think the biggest thing is that in giving myself permission to share it with my clients i've given myself permission to really listen to it for myself as well like i've always been the person who says oh if i feel like that's the right thing to do i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. whereas now some of those you know moments of hindsight looking back and going Oh, I really should have listened. Like now I know why I should have listened. <laughs> so now it's much more, again, my entire life is more efficient. I, I can make decisions quicker. I make mm-hmm. better decisions. I feel better about them, less right. guilt, which is really not a positive energy in your body or your life. Yeah. Um, so things are swifter. It just feels like the, I describe it as having the wind at my back, you know, like as mm-hmm. a sailor, like you're just, the course is set and I have the wind at my back. And it makes everything easier when I just fall in line and listen. Totally. Yeah. So. Well, and there's there's something flooding in my head at the moment. There's a two two concepts. One is not my own, 
Elizabeth Gilbert said ah. this at a book reading presentation. She just launched her book, Big Magic, yep. and I went to see this. Good book, good book. Thousands of people in the audience. She said, don't trust your intuition. And she said this in this instance. She said, you need to learn stuff. You need to train your intuition. You actually have to like get some... Participate. <laughs> like, learn enough in life. And then at some point, then you do. Yeah. Have the skill sets in the background. So like, even if you're not an oracle, or even if you don't think of yourself as somebody who's connected psychically or, or has a kind of intuition that's, I don't know, broader, each one of us has in our unconscious mind every memory, every story, every family member has ever told us at some point, there is an inner voice and it's usually um, not the loudest one at the table. Definitely. Is, is how yeah. I would describe it. There's a, there's a quiet inner nudging and a quiet voice and usually a super whispery longing underneath all of the, I'm going to just go with like a lot of people have like shitty judgment noise in their heads or they have like weird warped versions of their parents and grandparents wisdom in their head like um, or their friends what they think and the beliefs and yeah exactly but when you begin to clear that out and start listening to that quieter voice whether yours is an oracle whether yours is you know a guide named Bart there's a quieter voice inside and I think most people's lives when they begin to just follow that oh my god I just said the truth and I'm just gonna listen to this thing yeah and I think it's about learning and attune you know getting becoming attuned to it and I think part of that um is trusting that it's okay to make mistakes too like Mm -hmm. I in my you know one of my groups I mentioned recently like you can't, you really can't screw up your life. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> so it was like the, I mean, I remember the sigh that I heard in the room. Like, it is your life. You're, it is exactly as it's meant to be. And you really can't screw it up. You're doing it. You can enjoy it mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it is your life. It is what it, your life is. And you get to be the captain of it. You get to sit and watch it sometimes. You get to do all those things. Um, you know, it's, it's still a choice. And... No matter what, at the end of it, it is your life. Yeah. And you created it. So, yeah. That is awesome. I feel that <laughs> since since I made the timing of this short, that yes. is a perfect place. <laughs> to, I I would love to have more conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd play love to, for again. sure. Um, that's the deal. It's your life. You yeah. can't screw it up. You're already doing it. You're doing it. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this, is, this is our imaginary. See the, the one yes. there? Go That's you. our audience member. You've got it. Thank you. And if you're listening in, yes, we're not pointing at you or looking at you, yes, but we're we see you. holding you in our hearts, whether you're doing your laundry or washing <laughs> dishes or driving somewhere. Yes. Keep your eyes open if you're driving. Yes, please. Like to say. <laughs> and I know we both have melodic voices. I've heard that before. Like sometimes some of my clients from my hypnotherapy, they would yeah. fall asleep during my message. On sure. The she said, I, I find myself dozing off as I'm listening to your message. I'm like, oh. Fair. No. If we have Fair enough, accidentally don't do that. Yes. put you into trance, trance today, with our lovely voice and our talking, yes, and know that you are safe and well taken <laughs> care of, and, and it's time to focus. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks, Bentley. Thanks for giving me some love. Apparently, I needed some kitty love today. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. You finally settled down now that we're done. <laughs> that's appropriate. Nice. That's appropriate kitty behavior. Yes. You're doing it, Kitty. <laughs> this is the kitty life yep. you were meant to live. Yeah. Well, 
that's how that went. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, imbibing, however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend, and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I did.